Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Game Changers for Government Contractors. I've got Rich here with me today. Rich, before we get in and start talking about media and branding and all that kind of good stuff, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do? You got it. been in the media business, I told you, about 30 years. I was the VP of sales at CBS Radio and Television for 13 years. I was the founder of the Howard Stern Ad Network radio network. He was syndicated in 70 cities across the country. And then I ended up starting my own advertising agency. I had that for 13 years. I sold that in 2019. What I specialize in is I, a bunch of people, we buy media that's not going to be sold the following week on TV and radio, out of home, billboards, influencer marketers, a host of different mediums. That's my mission is to have, make sure my clients get as much exposure for their money as possible. That's awesome. I love the concept and I think, you know, making it affordable for people to get in and participate like a big brand would is really interesting and, and really unique. We're going to be talking a little bit today about how government contractors can use media to build their brand. I think it would be helpful for our audience to kind of hear from somebody who's been in the business so long. How do you successfully use and what types of media do you successfully use to build a brand in your opinion? Well, it's interesting. I believe that if you have a great brand and you have a good, unique selling proposition, or if I don't know if you're familiar with that term, you can be successful on a lot of different mediums. If you have a good hook and a good advertising message, it could be adapted to different mediums. I do mostly TV and radio national at Sirius XM. We buy a lot of Sirius XM nationally. We buy a lot of terrestrial radio. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. That's mm -hmm. basically local radio when you're driving to work and you're listening to your favorite yeah. radio station. We buy thousands of stations across the country. And as I mentioned, we also buy billboards. We could buy local billboards in any city. And as I mentioned, we buy last minute mobile billboards where you could literally as you said you could target a specific geographic location and then you could retarget to the people that are the, the technology is they capture the cell phone data of people within 150 feet of the truck you're able to retarget based on demographics and facebook and social media that's just a few of the mediums that i work with and those are great. Yeah. I think a lot of the audience may not even be aware of what we call like geotargeting, geofencing, where you can literally, like you said, whether it's a mobile truck moving around the conference center and you're targeting 150 feet of the truck or literally put a fence around a building, you know, whether it's the Pentagon or whether it is a hotel conference center and say anybody who walks into this building or during this time frame, right? Like if you have a conference going on on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you could draw that fence around it and say anybody on those three days, we're going to target them and, and serve up some ads on their phone over the next however long because they went into that building during the conference week. They were probably there with the conference, they, whether they're government buyer or whatever, and then we can actually serve ads to them. And is that something that you can do through the media that you provide as well? If you're struggling with your government contracting business, I want to encourage you today to go sign up for a free coaching session with me. You can go in the description of this podcast. There's a link to my calendar and you can go pick a time where we can sit down for 30 minutes, talk about what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, what you should change. And then if coaching makes sense for you, I'll actually go over the options on how you can get started with coaching so we can take your business to the next level. Now let's get back into this episode. 
I'll give you a case study that'll really make it very clear. One of my clients is Amazon recruitment. So what Amazon will do, it's it's very brilliant. The technology is actually a little scary. It's so good. So what <laughs> happens is Amazon recruitment will have mobile billboards park in front of a target and then they will capture the cell phone data of all the people that work at Target. And then they will retarget to them and say, we pay $3 more an hour than Target. So this mm. is, you know, I love it because it's high tech and it's also very gorilla, if you yeah. know that term. I love that. I don't know if it knows how to distinguish between Target employees and just I'll the tell shoppers. You how they do it. I'll tell you how they do it. Anybody that's there for longer than an hour, unless you're my wife, uh -huh. you're probably <laughs> So they can do it with those parameters too. That That's phenomenal. I was thinking in the conference space where what if somebody's just a delivery driver and they drop something off or an Uber driver and they're picking somebody up? Maybe you want to make sure they're there for four hours or more or whatever the number is or eight hours. That's brilliant technology. I love that type of stuff. I don't think people understand how important it is with a brand to be top of mind, to be seen. And I don't know if you've seen some of these videos where like a magician will say, I'm going to have you guys draw something on a piece of paper and here's what I want you to do. And you're going to wait a minute and you know, and you're going to wait a minute. And then they draw something and everybody in the audience has drawn the same thing. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is magic. It's like, no, you've been set up for like 24 <laughs> hours on your way to the studio to the day you saw certain things and banners and signs and even the way the restroom letters were set up or whatever. And it's all the subliminal type of messaging that gets somebody to favor your brand when they see your brand. And so that's, you know, when I'm talking to people, whether it's again, you know, people that are working at the Pentagon or somewhere else, if you're serving up ads to them and then they see you later, they're favorable to your stuff. I think people just aren't necessarily aware of that. That's interesting. So, another client, another good case study is that we uh, target where in Southern California, there's a lot of defense contractors, actually, you know, Lockheed mm -hmm. and Raytheon. And each of these companies are very aggressive when it comes to hiring. So they will, yeah. they, again, same, same situation. They will circle their trucks around all these different defense contractors and then retarget to them for recruiting. Recruiting has become a really huge category for us because it's just right now, I guess there's a shortage of, yeah. there's a lot of openings out there. Yeah, the talent shortage is pretty wild. So honestly, before you and I started talking today, I hadn't really thought about using this type of media for recruiting like this. So I'm glad you brought that up. It is such a difficult space to market in that depending on whether it is, you know, you're trying to hire locally in DC or somewhere else in the country, being able to geo target that and market to it or using like what you were saying there, putting a fence around Lockheed Martin or whoever it is and being able to recruit that way is pretty genius actually. So what advice do you have for folks that are brand new to this type of marketing as well as branding? Like I'm, I'm just getting into this. I'm sort of interested in it. What's the two or three things that you advise people on? Well, I mean, really branding, some people kind of don't put as much value as it really has, because as you mentioned, for instance, when you're walking into a convention and there's a million booths there and everybody's trying to sell you what they're trying to do, if you've been exposed to it and you continually see people, see a company, then you are more likely to trust them. Really, when it comes down to it, it's consistency. You have to be out there and you have to be consistent and you have to have good frequency. If you're going to advertise, don't just put your toe in the water. You know, if you're going to do it, we have the ability to tell you exactly how much penetration you're going to have. My real big advice is if you're going to do it, 
do it with enough money that you could afford to do it right. Because again, people, as you know, we're all sitting there, we're getting bombarded with a million different messages a day. And the people that advertise are the ones that are going to stand out. It makes sense. Ted Turner says his slogan is early to bed, early to rise, work very hard and advertise. <laughs> you know who Ted Turner is? Ted Turner's yeah, the guy that yeah. started CNN. And that formula, I can't tell you how many times I have clients that were obscure, no one knew who they were. And after, you know, doing a campaign, they become like celebrities. You want your mm. company or your brand to be a celebrity. Grabbing somebody's mind share is a very difficult thing to do. Absolutely. And I appreciate what you said about consistency. I think when I see an ad for the first time and I've never heard of a brand, I often don't act on it unless it's something that is just top of mind right now for me, which happens, especially with your phone listening all the time and some of the things it's serving up, right? It's often something that's relevant, but a lot of times I won't act on it if I've never heard of that company. And if I've seen the ad eight, 10, 15 times over the past six months, then maybe I will act on it. You know, I've seen these guys a lot in the last six months and they clearly haven't gone away because me, I'm a little bit skeptical as a buyer. And I think a lot of people are too, of if I've never heard of a company, are they any good? You know, given today, how easy it is to throw up a website, put a check out on it and rip people off, which is what a lot of scammers do. I think people are very skeptical when they see an ad the first time and then that's Correct. it. There's a lot of studies in advertising. It's actually the formula is nine times. In general, a consumer has to see a message nine times before they will act. You're right. When people hear a message consistently, they subconsciously give it credibility. You know, I work with a lot of celebrity endorsements. The whole name of the game and anything you're doing is credibility. Yeah. And the way you get credibility is you obviously have a consistent message. And as you write, subconsciously, if people hear the same message all the time, they're thinking, oh, this is a big company. It's a successful company. So this is somebody I could do business with. What's funny is even though the ad is that company's opinion or their perspective, they take it as the golden truth at that point. Over the course of time, it just becomes the rule. Before we got on this podcast, we were talking about SiriusXM radio. You said you listen to SiriusXM. Mm -hmm. And when you listen to SiriusXM, you'll hear the same advertisers day in and day out. That means two things. That means that they're being consistent, but it also means they're having success. They're not just there to spend money. They're there to you know make money. I think part of the success factor is also when you hear something on a major network where it's not just on or in your local paper, because, you know, anybody could have spent $200 and got that ad in the local paper, but you see it in the Wall Street Journal or you see it in or on your favorite show on CNN or Fox, right? And you see it on that or in between one of your favorite shows or something, you're like, wow, if they're able to buy this, this is almost instant credibility that that I'm sure the station did some background checks, right? No, there yeah. absolutely, there's laws in advertising for false claims and so forth. There's a lot of legalities. So you can't yeah. just go on the air. And especially, yeah, we work on national cable, CNN, Fox News. Before they even put an ad on the air, they scrutinize it really only before they allow it on the air. So you're right. I have a lot of clients that advertise on CNBC. So subconsciously and consciously, you're all like, wow, they these guys are you know the real deal because they were accepted by these networks. Like Howard Stern, as I mentioned, I used to sell for Howard Stern. There's some people that love Howard Stern. There's some people that hate Howard Stern, but the people that listen to Howard Stern, when they hear an ad, especially if Howard Stern's endorsing them, they give it automatic credibility and they build an affinity. If they love Howard, they love the people that advertise on Howard and same with right. Fox News, you know, same kind of thing. It makes perfect sense. And I don't think people 
consider that a lot of times when they're looking at their ads. What do you have for advice wise for somebody who has tried, failed, felt burned, whatever by media in the past? What are your tips for those folks? Well, my first tip is to work with a professional that actually knows how to buy media, knows, has experience because people think they might be paying extra to have a professional do it. But in the long run, they're saving a lot of money. When we negotiate media, we negotiate media on a CPM. It's the acronym for cost per thousand. A lot of people don't know that when they're buying media, they just say, oh, $100 is a great rate. Well, you don't know if $100 is a great rate unless you know how much it costs to reach a thousand people. I guess, yeah, my advice would be don't do it yourself. Go with yeah. somebody that's professional because in the short run and the long run, you're going to save a lot of money. And doing this the way you guys do, your website's the last minute deals website and doing it the way you do, like you said in the intro there, you're buying stuff that's not going to be sold, which is just that not overstock type inventory, but it's just, it's not getting sold and they don't want to run dead air. They don't want to run somebody else's ad yet again, because there's nothing worse than being on like one of the streaming services like Hulu, who's notorious for this. And you watch the same ad four times in a row before you go back to your show because they didn't have anything else to run. <laughs> That's happened to me many, many times. No, you're it's, right. I've been in media business for a long time. When you're in the business as long as I've been, you know there's so much media that goes unsold. We call ourselves like the price line of media because media, once if it doesn't get sold, it's gone. They lose that opportunity to make money. It's like a hotel room or a flight or anything else. Once it's right. gone, it's gone. So the yeah. way we buy it on a Monday for the following Monday, they will drastically discount it to get money instead of nothing. I so assume even though it's last minute deals by working with you, I could still come to you and say, Hey, I'm going to the hub zone conference in August. I'm going to the 8A small business conference in February. I'm going to the veterans conference in March. And I could say, Hey, based on that, can we start planning for that now? Here's the city. Here's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm trying to target contracting officers. I'm trying to target other primes so that I can team with them or something like that. I just want a general brand. I assume if I give you that kind of lead time, it makes things easier than me saying on Friday, the weekend before, Hey, I want to buy some stuff for next week. Well, we could do it either way. We could plan it ahead of time. And what will happen is you'll get a general idea of what the rates will be and everything else. And when it comes down to it, when you're actually ready to pull the trigger and buy media, then we will give you the real rates. But in general, there's always media that goes unsold. And I did mention, I work with a lot of print, like newspapers like USA Today and Wall Street Journal. The way that it works with print is that you're actually on standby. I'll give you an example, like USA Today is a big partner of mine. Their rate card is for a national full page ad is about $200,000. My clients are on standby and they pay about $4,000 for that ad because wow. again, it's last minute. So what they'll do is when they have an opening, they'll put my clients on and my clients love it. They'd rather not have the certainty of being on a certain day. They'd rather pay a lot less and just be on standby. That's pretty awesome. That is more than an 80% discount. We were yeah, talking earlier about discounts. That's true. Print is a media that's becoming more and more desperate, which is good for me and good for my clients. Yeah, yeah really good for them. Do you have any final tips for folks that are, hey, I'm thinking about this. I want to make sure I can track its effectiveness, things like that. What are your thoughts or tips for that to make sure they know they're getting the best out of it? And that may even tie into what's the best type of ad for branding. Here's what I would suggest. Every day we put together 
proposals for our clients with no obligations, just so you know they give us their what they're trying to accomplish from a business standpoint or a government contract standpoint. We will actually put together a real proposal, show them exactly what they're getting, how much money they're saving, and then they're able to evaluate. Wow, this is interesting. And when they're ready they could call us back. We're happy to do that every day because you know what I'm saying right now is a concept and it's maybe not believable, but what I'd love to do is actually what my dad would say, you know, the proof is in the pudding. We'd love to hear from your listeners and we will literally, if they give us a project, we'll put it together. We'll show them exactly what we would do when they're ready. It's a learning experience for everybody and we can go from there. I want to circle back to that question for just a moment. Is, is there a particular type of ad that you found that does the best, whether it is just more of a I'm trying to come up with the right term here, where it's just, hey, we exist versus I've got something of value. Go click here. Go visit this URL type right. thing. We call that in advertising is direct response advertising. So when I say direct response, the ads are created to an elicit a response. So mm -hmm. we have a formula. We have a formula for direct response advertising, and it's a very specific formula that is, you know, over the years has become like the tried and true. You're 90% more likely if you follow this formula to be successful. And basically what it is, it's you have a headline, you set up a problem, then you set up your company's unique selling proposition, how they're going to solve that problem. And then you give them reasons to believe whether it's testimonials or third-party endorsements. And then you, in order to elicit response, you give them an offer. You know, what's some kind of mm -hmm. offer, whether it's a white paper or whether it's a, a discount and then a very easy way of contacting them. It's a formula that works nine times out of 10. I love it. I don't know if you have any final thoughts you want to share with folks. I know we've kind of covered quite a bit of ground on, on the whole business, but if there's anything else you want to share, now it's time. Well, again, I, I love this business. I've been doing it a long time, so I love talking to people and I'm happy to give people advice, which is enjoyable for me. So again, no obligations, or if you want to know how much you're paying for advertising, if you're getting a good deal, I'd be happy to analyze people's, what they're currently doing. I'd be happy to bring them specific new ideas that they could consider. That's what I do. Perfect. I thank you a lot for coming on and talking about this and just talking branding, I think is really important and, you know, getting people in that mindset, talking about branding, talking about marketing, people need to do it and they shy away from it. So thanks again for coming on and talking about this. It's been a pleasure. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast and screenshot it and tag me on LinkedIn or whatever social media you use. So thank you again for joining us today and we'll see you next time.